Welcome to That's Deep with Eden and Jess. Today we are reflecting on our conversation with Alex Garza. A friend of yours, a um, former co-worker of yours? Or yeah, we worked on a project together. Yeah. It was early in human-centered design work. He was yeah. part of the workshop with uh, YMCA and Boys and Girls Club. Right. And, um, yeah, just the mindset that he brought there, the mindset and experience that he brought into that group is where we connected. And it was over a series of workshops over a few months, and I got to know him a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, a. Uh, um, I think the thing that I most took away from that conversation was how willing he was to be how comfortable he is in his own skin. Mm. He's willing to be fully authentic and vulnerable and to share some of those, um, share emotion and to share um, the, 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 um, you know, the story about his daughter going off to college and, and to share some of those things. Um, so that, of course, is something that I really appreciate um, in in all of our guests who yeah. have come on, but um, particularly the just the the openness with which he was able to express um, story and emotion in in our hour and a half conversation. Yeah, an emotional man. Yeah, a man showing emotion is where what resonated me with me. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that he can talk about relationship and being a friend and being a partner and being a father um, and describe the emotion that goes along with that. Right. Uh, that's what fascinates me about Alex is, mm-hmm. and do it in an unapologetic kind of friendly demeanor of, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm going to, I want, this is the relationship. These are the relationships that I want to form. I will look for folks that will form those relationships and I, and I, and I understand that not everybody's ready or mm-hmm. that they don't want that energy or that I don't want to accept that energy. Um, yeah. And, and, and are there more of them, right? Like, is that a thing that we can celebrate? Uh, what being a man and masculinity looks like, mm-hmm. um, being able to show emotion, being able to express that, being able to talk about love, uh, being able to hug, um, friends, mm-hmm. right? That friend thing came up a bunch. And I think, um, mm-hmm. yeah, the story he told about his father, about standing up to his father, mm-hmm. about that it wasn't like, that was what I was most interested in. Okay, so well then this is, this mm-hmm. is what, this is what masculinity could look like or maybe should look like, or at least um, how humans and, and males specifically uh, can communicate emotion or interpret emotion how does that happen alex what 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 in your upbringing caused that to happen or who were the influential figures in that um and the stuff about his dad where it wasn't where it was the opposite where it wasn't displayed in his house Mm -hmm. um where he had to stand up to say i'm okay with this um, I'm okay showing emotion. I'm okay, okay showing sadness and, and crying. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's who I am. Yeah. And maybe it doesn't fit into the traditional way or your way of what being an, a man or an adult looks like. 
right. fascinating stuff when he was sharing that. Yeah. Because um, that was that was new to me. I knew who Alex was. I didn't know the the background oh, sure. or history or context around that. Yeah. Uh, that, well, yeah. and it was it was particularly interesting because there is this there, there was this um, element of this is just how this is just who I yeah. am. Um, and so there is this kind of interesting meshing of both what, you know, how we come out naturally, each mm. of us kind of individuals thinking about, um, you know, the, the, the differences of every snowflake, mm. right, for example. Um, are you a snowflake? That, are you? <laughs> We're all snowflakes, Eden. Got it. Um, but <laughs> that um, that this idea that there is some part of us that is genuinely who we are, yeah, and there is that that part of us that is who we are because of how we're raised, yep, um, and just how his mom was able to nurture that more authentic, sensitive part of himself, so that. So that he could be, you know, not, that so that he can can be the person that he is today. Yeah. Um, and certainly, you know, other things factored into that. And he talked about his shift in, um, just as you have had a shift in um, defining success and defining what winning is, and that, um, which was also a great part of the conversation. Yeah, we connected on that because we were both kind of going through it, uh, transition right. stuff during that time when I met him, when I first uh, had a chance to, he goes deep too, right? Mm -hmm. I think that he talked about that. Like, mm -hmm. like um, he can hold it and he can go deep mm -hmm. um, um, and welcomes that. And also then you can have fun and have a conversation mm. and just hang out too. Yeah. So both sides to that. I think that's another thing that I look up to Alex for is his ability to connect on a deep level mm -hmm. about difficult things. Yeah. Uh, he wants to have that conversation. Like, let's talk about this right. versus um, other strategies of ignoring it, hoping it goes away and not dealing with it, deflecting, right, yeah. mm -hmm. moving on to the next uh, from a friend to have that in your circle of friends. It's huge. Mm -hmm. The piece about that you brought up about like the title, mm -hmm. right? What are the titles mm -hmm. that matter? That's fascinating to me. Mm -hmm. I've learned a bunch from him at the right time mm -hmm. is when we connected to talk about mm -hmm. like, um, why do we even care about what title looks like? And, mm -hmm. um, what are the titles that are most important? And then right. how do you invest in those relationships? If you're serious about, these are the things that are most important. Right. Relationship with those that you love. Mm -hmm. um, not director of or senior director of yeah. or president or CEO, CFO, even just the, the high level, C level titles that I think um, in some work cultures become more important or mm -hmm. become celebrated or. Um, raises attached to it, meaning attached mm -hmm. to it. That uh, doesn't necessarily happen with uh, being a dad or being a partner mm -hmm. or being a brother. Mm -hmm. So what if you shifted that? Yeah. Um, that was conversation I had early with Alex and that he talked about on our episode. Mm -hmm. uh, he li he lives that. He's at a place maturity wise where he believes in that. Mm -hmm. 
And that's kind of the message that he's sharing is, yeah, it turns out that is what's most important to me, or at least in my eyes, with my life experience, those are what's important to me. And I'm living this, and this is how I'm living because of that. Um, Those building, those relationships are part of leaving the legacy, Mm -hmm. not Mm -hmm. the uh, moving up. He even specifically said, you know, not being after money. And, um, and so that in and of itself shifts where you put your time and energy and what you prioritize. Um, and certainly can shift it, um, to benefit those people that are closest to you. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, He's yeah. a leader too, yeah. right? Like he, he led a team and he talked about how much he cared about his team. So I think you can use some of those principles as you're caring about your team to show them that maybe, you know, um, family and relationship is what matters most. Yeah. And yeah. this is a job and it's important and it's meaningful work. Right. Um, mentoring kids, mentoring a next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, and also it's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that that tension and that balance and his ability to connect with those that were on his team, uh, influential experience on how, how he's passing down his knowledge and experience and beliefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was an awesome conversation. I have, what did I, I picked out a few quotes. Okay. This, I think, was one of my favorite quotes. If you're, if you're feeling something, you should say it. Mm. And that, again, I think going back to relationship building um, and leaving a legacy through sharing how you're feeling about the people in your life. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and I think he lives that both at work and at home. Yeah. Right, like I think right. it's this is Alex. Yeah, this Alex is, this is, is right. Like, yeah. if I'm feeling something, I'm going to let you yeah. know. I want to address it. Yeah. And, um, there isn't necessary. I don't think he believes necessarily in strict boundaries about the, these aren't conversations you can have at work, or this isn't mm-hmm. how you form a meaningful relationship. I think that yeah, I think he, he his point on that quote is at all times. Mm-hmm. Or right. be around people where that's okay. Yeah. Or make it safe yeah. so that, that people can say that. Yeah, I think he, he lives um, and breathes authentic conversation and psychological safety in, mm-hmm. in his interaction. Yeah. Interactions, yeah. Well, is there anything else that you wanted to share? I kind of want to just share the episode and share the conversation and have people get right into it. Yeah, enjoy it. Uh, Alex, thank you for coming in on. Thanks for the insights and time and energy. I appreciate you, buddy. Yes, agree. Thank you. Central. No. So there's an NFC and an AFC. North football. Yeah. Conference. Oh, okay. Yeah. National football football. National football Football conference. conference. Now I know.
I'm going to write that down as a note <laughs> for the future. And then, yeah, <laughs> and then it gets more complex from here. If there's a north, there's a division. Yep. So that's like, that's the overall conference. And then it breaks down into three divisions. Okay. And so we have the north, south, and the west. Yes. Um, and we happen to be in the, when I say we, I speak of the Bears. We happen to mm. be in the NFC North. I know I live in Wisconsin, but I'm a huge Bears fan. You're a Bears fan. fan. Oh, Bears okay. Fan. Yeah. Sure. And it's hard living here being a Bears fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we have the Packers and uh, the Lions and, and the Vikings. Yeah. People um, really team. take their teams seriously and use them as like um, identifiers to their like identity. <laughs> How do you feel about that? <laughs> How do you feel about it? You're one of those people. I kind enjoy of. It. Yeah. 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 Um, How about yourself? Do you there's... are you like if the Bears don't win then why then what am I even doing here? No well I, I, I used to be I used to, I used to be like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, I I've learned that like that's a long road as a Bears fan. For, for sure. Like they lose all they lose all the time. And, like, there's nothing I can do to change that, right? right. I can just support them, right? And yeah. hope, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's always like, uh, well, it's always next year, right? Well, next year will be better type of thing. So, right, yeah. Um, and then, you know, certainly living in Green Bay, I mean, we just storm that, right? They just mm. pummel us constantly, mm. right? And now that Rodgers is gone, though, you never know. So it could be a little different now. Um, but I have this nightmare that Jordan Love is just going to destroy us on Sunday and we're going to yeah. have like 20 more years of yeah. just um, getting beat up by the Packers. Packers versus Bears. Yeah. Bears week. Jordan yeah. Love is the week. new uh, Packers quarterback? Yeah, okay. yeah. And I think he's good. And I think okay. he's good. Uh, sure. A lot of people have mixed emotions on but I think he's, he's going to be good. Okay. So, and they've already had two really good ones for like the past 30 plus years. Um, so if they get another one, that's, this is not fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I enjoy football. I enjoy sports. I enjoy live sports. Um, I think it can go too far with identity For sure. and and um, how important it is. Mm -hmm. I think there is yeah. there is boundaries there, um, but I think there's value in the community around it too. Oh, for sure, um, getting together and uh, having something to talk about that doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, mm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, it's almost like you get lost in the game for however long yeah. that is, yeah. for three yeah. hours. Yeah, it's a really, that. it's a movie or it's entertainment or it's a story mm -hmm. uh, even mm -hmm. is, is how it can be used, I think. And in the grand scheme, it doesn't matter win or loss. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then I, yeah, go ahead. It is uh, in, in my family. It's a it's an opportunity for all of us to get together on Sunday. That's it. Yeah. Right. That's it. Yeah. Um, so it's usually my sister's house, my mom's house, right? Um, my house, you know, and there's tons of food, and it's everybody showing up in jerseys, yeah. and it, it, and like it's funny because like everybody has like their Bears jersey, and there's tons of food and stuff, and my family's super loud. And so there's all of that. But then when the actual game starts, there's only like a couple of us that watch it, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. It's just to your point, Eden, it's just a, an excuse to congregate, right? right. So, and to come together, which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. So. Cool. And then I think about it even from a leadership perspective. And there's life lessons within the mm -hmm. game. Mm -hmm. um, oh, for sure. My son plays, and plays football. And um, 
learning to be a teammate, mm -hmm. uh, learning to take direction, learning to do things hard, learning mm -hmm. to do things that are outside of yourself that you maybe don't believe in. Yeah. Gaining strength and confidence through the game. Uh, life lessons there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And also like separate it and say football's a thing, but it's not the thing mm -hmm. necessarily. Mm -hmm. It's not right. I think sometimes you can fall into this is the only thing I care about or this mm. is the only thing that I like mm -hmm. and nothing else matters that, that yeah. type there. Yeah. Uh, I think it's also a mental release for kids sometimes to, mm. have, to have that. Fit, yes. that. That's what Quincy uses it for. That's uh, great. It's just strength and conditioning throughout and, and then has games that he looks forward to and even mm -hmm. practices or feels good after practices that he's accomplished something. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, that's things. cool. All yeah. valid points. I think too, <clears> like... Um, Sometimes kids struggle to make friends and things like that. And there's something about like being part of a team yeah. mm -hmm. that it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like if you're an outsider or whatever, once you come onto that team, like you're, you're, you're one of us or mm -hmm. you're one of them. Right. And so you start to look out for one another and all of a sudden somebody who may have been an outlier now has their own little community and mm -hmm. starts to branch out, make friends and have, you know, feel a little more comfortable coming to school maybe. Um, so I, I absolutely love what sports does. It's it's the game inside the game, right? Mm -hmm. So I like that. You typically root for the other side. The Is that your MO, Jess? Yeah, if I'm at someone's house, um, and usually like whoever just does like a fun, like goofy thing because mm -hmm. I don't care as much. But um, yeah, I'll I'll usually root for the opposite team that the host is is rooting for i think that's I what makes it. it fun too yeah. like we can be we yeah. can still be friends and root for opposites yeah. here. yes uh, yeah yeah, yeah. That's, My, uh, that's the hope yeah right <laughs> unless My, you're a bears fan <laughs> right exactly so, so my, my, I have two little brothers, but my, my, my first youngest brother, me and him always travel to like a, an away game. And so, to, so that we can see all the stadiums together. And it's a good, it's a good way for me and him to just do brother stuff, right? Mm -hmm. Just me and him. And, uh, I remember we were in the, we were in the playoffs one time and it was a long time ago. We were, and we were playing the Eagles and a bunch of my friends over and a bunch of food and stuff. And, and one of my friends was like rooting hard against the bears. And my brother's like, listen, if you don't put him outside, I'm leaving. <laughs> he's, like, he's like why did you bring him here yeah. he's like he's just rooting against the beer but he was like so dead serious about it yeah and i was like get over it you know <laughs> and, and uh it was funny because it was like a saturday game and um and we ended up losing but then the guy that was rooting so hard against the bears he had a sunday party because the packers were playing the rams and i was in full rams like let's go <laughs> like and it was so bad that, like, at halftime, I mean, Packers just getting crushed. At halftime, he was in the kitchen doing dishes. <laughs> <laughs> it's I give up. He's like, I don't, I'm, I'm done. <laughs> it was great. I had a, a back and forth um, text messaging exchange back in the day when I had a, I don't know, maybe there were smartphones, because I got a smartphone late in life. Um, and I had just, like, the flip phone. Sure, on. yeah. And, um... There's a gal who worked with me at Starbucks back when I worked, and she was a huge Bears fan. Sure. And so I would watch the games, like especially the Packers-Bears games. I would watch those just to mess with yeah. <laughs> And so like if they were doing well, because I knew that she would be watching. Oh, for if sure. they were doing well, I would yeah. send her a message being like, oh, looks like yeah. blah, 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 whoever, yeah. you know, 
intercepted or this person for sure doing whatever so um that was always a fun I get a lot of that that uh, banter from my friends. So like when mm-hmm. kickoff starts, I take my phone and I put it in another room because <laughs> I literally just like zip zip zip. Yeah. They like, yeah. and then at the end, it's like ah, you know, I'm going through this mess. And it's I think that's a way to stay in touch with friends. Oh, for uh, sure. Right? Like I think that's sure. right. At least as maybe more so males as a way to talk about things and oh, yeah. stay in touch and give each Absolutely. other shit and just kind of talk. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like that's also, I think, what it can be. For sure. Good for. I have a uh, mm-hmm. a core group of friends that I'm blessed to have for like 30 plus years since we were kids. Yeah. And um, so this year, um, we run a fantasy football. It's just been mm-hmm. the same of us. This is year 27 of our fantasy football league. And I, I mean, wow. we started when we were like this, right? Oh my gosh. Um, so it's, it's, it's super cool. And that's yeah. another way to stay in touch because it's like, like, so one of my, one of my best friends stood up in his wedding. I'm playing him this week. And so we're back and forth, like, texting each other, like, hey, you know, I got you this, yeah. I got you that, you know. And it's just a way to, like you said, stay mm-hmm. connected and have yeah. a little fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. Cool. Uh, it's interesting, right? You can have those conversations and dialogue on things that don't matter, sure. right, in the grand scheme. And you can stay connected that way. And then also, like, one of the skills and traits and characteristics that you have is the ability to have deep conversations vulnerable conversations. oh appreciate that yeah you know what yeah. i mean like so it's, it can be both it doesn't oh, have absolutely. to be either or absolutely so, yeah. um and i'd much rather the latter right yeah i, I love um like even me and eden, maybe you don't know this but eden did a, a workshop um, for one of the organizations that i previously worked for mm-hmm. um and we just kind of connected um, and it was really nice that he, you know, he shot me a text one time, like, Hey, let's, let's grab some chicken wings. I think it was at the bar. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we just really started talking about like life. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, certainly start out kind of like we did here, like, eh, what's your background sports, stuff like that. But then all of a sudden you really start to get to the, what I think is the good stuff. Like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And uh, who you are as a person and, like, what matters to you and things like that. And so I know a lot of times when you and I talk, um, we talk about, like, those important titles, Mm -hmm. right? And what are Mm -hmm. those titles that we... That we hold. That was one of the first things. That was one of the first deep conversations we had. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. Share some of that, if you don't mind. Oh, yeah, sure. So so a little bit about myself. um, When it comes to titles, I've I've changed. Um, So early on, young young person, you know, I'm a... uh, if you look at my behavioral style, I'm like a 98, like winning, it's very important to me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, to the point like when I was little, my brothers and sisters wouldn't even play like checkers with me because I was like cheating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I would cheat to win, win. anything yeah. to win, right? Yeah. All thoughts, right? Renaissance fair. Renaissance fair. One yeah. of the guys was cheat to win. Yeah, cheat to win, cheat yeah, to win right? That was my guy too. Wow. And, and so... Um, <laughs> okay. So, so I've, I've learned... Like, if you don't get a hold of that, right? Um, so it was all about, like, um, vice president of operations, operations, CEO, right? CFO, all the, all the big all the, all, all the big stuff. All right? the letters. Yeah, all those letters, <laughs> right? And you think that those are things that matter, mm-hmm. right? And, um, and it wasn't until um, I was blessed to meet Mary, uh, my partner, mm-hmm. um, to really show me what really matters, Right. Mm. And to me, like the important titles, it's not those things anymore. I'm driven by, you know, the title of husband, you know, father, son, brother, friend, 
Mm. Like those are the things that matter. And so how do you mm. how do you put those at the forefront and, and, and be that, right? And so like when we first met, um, we talked about like what are your what are your important titles, right? And we and we kind of aligned there, right? And I said, you know, when this thing's all said and done, you know, um, because like right, we're we're all none of us are getting out of here alive. Like what are the things that you want to be remembered for? Right. And the number one thing I'd like to be remembered for is one as a as a great father. Two, as a great partner, and then, you know, brother, friend, you know, mm-hmm. mentor, mentee, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm on this journey of, like, um, constant learning, right? And, like, uh, you know, evolving and spending time and thought, right? Mm-hmm. I, I find myself um, reflecting a lot. Uh, you know, Eden, as we're walking up the driveway today, I uh, said, hey, sorry about... Uh, you know, you know, the ride or whatever. And I said, well, I didn't take 41. I took 96. I live out in the country and I took the long way around. There's oh, farm sure. fields and stuff. And why? Because like, there's no hustle and bustle, right? Yeah. It's just, there's beautiful scenery on either side of you. Mm-hmm. And you're just alone with your thoughts. No radio, right? Mm-hmm. And just kind of, it allows you to get like that perspective and, uh, and things like that. And I find myself lately um, to that first title as a father. I've spent so much time over the last probably six months um, just thinking about how that happens so fast right like mm-hmm. uh, I had I had four littles and now my youngest is a freshman in, in high school mm-hmm. who started this week right and three are out of the house and I know I, I reached out to Eden and I said hey man I'd you know, love to get lunch and he said uh, how, do you, how are you doing and I said well my daughter you know, she got into a couple really, really big schools, and I really wanted to go to Madison, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I said because then she's like two and a half hours away, right. and I yeah. can I can be there, right? And yeah. if something goes wrong, I can get there quickly. And I said, but I, I don't think that's what she wants. You yeah. know, she wants to go away. So then there's this internal struggle of you know you you do so much as a parent and as a as a father to build that young, confident, strong woman so that she can take out take on the world mm-hmm. and uh when the moment comes to to let her free all those things that you've instilled in her you want to pull back mm. right and you want to keep her close and that's hard you know it's like I, I get a little emotional about that but it's hard to release that because mm. she's my baby you know and uh but long story short um She's, she, she went off to ASU, um, and I, uh, I, I moved her out there. And it, it was interesting. It was, it, it was very interesting because she's very, like, uh, confident. And people just love being around her. And she's very, when she walks into the room, it's like, ah, there she is, you know. And she lights up the room. And when we're, when we're moving in, you know, there's thousands of students and thousands of parents and there's these orientations and, and um, to get to know the staff and things like that. And I find myself gravitating, gravi- gravitating towards the Phoenix Police Department, right? <laughs> like, how does that all look? Mm-hmm. And it's funny because, like, there's, like, all these, like, there's the health and the wellness and there's all of this and all the moms. Are, but you see all these dads standing, like, right by the police. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, where's the emergency contact? Right. You're like, how? Yeah. what's the security look like, you know? Yeah. And, um. And then to see my daughter come out of her portion because they, they split the parents and the, and the students up and to see her come out wide eyed and look like looking around like, boy, this thing is really big. Mm-hmm. I hadn't seen that. 
mm-hmm. since she was little. So that was hard. To, it was mm-hmm. hard to see, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I was out there for about a week getting her settled. And um, it was interesting because she would, she would call me at, like, the hotel and be like, hey, let's go get something to eat, you know. I'm like, all right. And you don't want to be, like, over her too much, yeah. right? You want to yeah. <clears throat> let her... But I found her like, where's dad, you know? And so, long story short, um, the night the night that before I was flying out at an early morning, 5.30 a.m., you know, we, we went and had dinner and we talked and we had a great conversation. And um, it was really hard because I knew I wasn't going to see her for a little bit of time. And uh, it, was, it was really tough getting on that plane as you see this like, beautiful sunrise over the desert and you're like taking off and you're like my little girl's over there it's tough yeah it's tough so what prepares you for that anything i mean you know and you're and you're an experienced parent yeah right like and yeah yeah, and nothing right like yeah yeah you know like how do you prepare for that yeah you don't right (laughs) you just don't yeah until you know, because, I mean, as parents, you, you know, like, you, you, you do anything for your children. You know, you love them, you coddle them, you want to protect them, you know. Like, my daughter has this uh, vision of the world of, like, how great it is, and it is. It yeah. is. But we know, as as life gets to us a little more, that it can't always be great. Yeah. And that sometimes it's unkind, yeah. right? And not everybody is in it to help you. Mm. rather some are in it to take advantage of you so how, how do you how do you still embrace her wanting to see the good but like also ready her for there's some bad yeah right, too yeah so yeah. and that's hard to do when she's 1495 miles away yeah right thanks for so, sharing that stuff that's yeah. yeah that's that's difficult and will always be difficult oh absolutely think, right like there isn't an easy way or a absolutely. best way to do that it's just the process it's the, just the, the process that transition yeah, it's interesting because um, uh, you put you put all the work in, and then when the results are there, you you just want to hold them back, yeah. and you can't. Yeah, you can't. Mm-hmm. It's just like you said, part of the process. I think so. that that <clears throat> just as much as you can't or couldn't have been prepared for that letting go, it's like we all individuals have to navigate our way through the world and for even herself you know as much as you can say you know take care of yourself or you know i don't know if you want to say watch out for this watch out right yeah right here are the red flags here are the green flags um even for her she's never going to be fully prepared for those those Mm -hmm. bigger challenges that Mm -hmm. will inevitably happen Yeah, yeah. You're, you're dead on, yeah, right? Because life comes at you, Yeah. right? And you can't be prepared for everything. Sometimes it's right in front of you and you have to make a decision right yeah. then and there, right? Yeah. So. And then keep the communication loop open. Oh, Regular sure. check-in. Mm-hmm. You oh, come home sure. when you want to come home, right? Oh, we, sure. Right, like all of that is like, Absolutely. I'll, I'll help you figure this out and support oh, yeah. you. Yeah. And try not to be overbearing. Absolutely. Or, right, like I think that's that was some of what you were describing too. Yeah, I think, I think too, for me, you know, I come from, a very, a very loving family. Two parents, and my mom and dad, great people. Um, dad passed away in 99. Um, but he was a very um, traditional Hispanic father um, who, you know, didn't show a lot of emotion. 
Um, I know I knew he loved me tremendously. Um, he'd do anything for me, but you know he didn't he didn't always say it right, mm-hmm. and he didn't always like when like when adolescence was coming on. You know, <laughs> I can remember that conversation how that went with my dad, and he was like, "So are you uh, are you starting to like girls?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Do you think you know everything you need to know about that?" And uh, you know. Me being uncomfortable, like, like that. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, figure it out, yeah, yeah. And, and really, and really, I didn't, you know. No. But it was like, yeah. but it was like I, I didn't know how to like uh, have that conversation with him because, mm. you know, it, we just didn't, we just didn't like talk like that. Mm-hmm. Now, and that's not a knock on my father; he's a fantastic man, but we just didn't talk like that. And so, it was one of the things from my childhood that. Uh, you know, I held on to that, like, if I ever get this opportunity mm-hmm. to be a father, mm-hmm. like, there's no topic that we can't talk about, right? right? Yeah. Whether that be with my sons or my daughters, like, whatever, whatever's on your mind, it's not off the table, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's allowed me to have some, some really, really good conversations with my children. You know, my youngest son asks me anything. And, and it's interesting because as he entered adolescence, he had a lot of questions and he asked me those yeah. questions you know and it's like I'm gonna be honest with him right and and um but I would have never had that space with my own father mm-hmm. right so that's a huge win for me that's a huge win mm-hmm. that's yeah. awesome yeah. because you think he was so open because of what he witnessed with his older siblings because of the conversations you've had because you've made it a safe place to have those conversations talk through maybe the environment and the why because I think that's important that it comes from him when he's ready to talk Absolutely. about yeah. versus so, right? Like, so now we're going to talk about, we, we haven't talked about anything and it's adolescence and right. The, the check in there. Yeah, for like, sure. Uh, what, what did you do or what was the environment like that made it conducive to have those conversations? I, you know, I think that environment starts with my wife, Mary. Yeah. Um, she, she always had these things where it was called a family meeting and mm. like you could just drop whatever was on the table into that meeting, right? And there was nothing that was off topic or taboo. I love that. You know, and um, and our kids just got very comfortable doing that. Or if we had a stressor in the house where, you know, one of our children is doing something or there's behaviors and things, she'd call this meeting and then we just put all the guidelines on that on yeah. the table. So there was always this open communication. Um, and then my son has always seen that and then you know i've told each of my children like there's nothing you can't tell me and i mean yeah. that. those are not yeah. just words mm-hmm. yeah you know like those are actions and I, and I support those things by like listening and not interrupting and and you know um so a perfect example of that is my same son junior um he got in trouble at school um he got in a fight with a kid and uh it, it, my son is not that type of kid he doesn't fight or anything and um so he got called into the principal's office, and then he told the principal, like, I know you're going to call my dad. Like, let me call him. Let me call mm-hmm. him and tell him, right? Because, like, so, so like, me growing up, like, if you get into a fight at school, you're not supposed to do that. And there's going to be a consequence, right? It's, it's, it's going to be probably, I don't know, I shouldn't even say it, but it was, I would get the belt, right? <laughs> like, my dad would give me the belt, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was the consequence. And so what I would do is I would manipulate and lie about situations to avoid that consequence yeah. and not because I knew that the why was never going to be asked. It was like, 
Mm. Here's the rule. You broke it, and here's the consequence. Right. Yeah. And it was never like, why did you do that? Right? So I found myself like making up stories and lying. And that's another thing. I didn't, I didn't ever wanted that for my children to have that with me. So um, when he called me, my, my immediate reaction was like he got into a fight. And it was like, why did he get into a fight? It wasn't like, oh, he's in trouble for that. And then my second was like, he's calling me, not the principal. Like, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a huge win. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's him owning it, mm-hmm. right? And saying, hey, I'd rather you hear it from me than, right? And long story short, he had been, he had been being bullied. And it all came to a head in the lunchroom. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he felt like that was the only way out of there. And so when we, you know, unpack that and you talk about that, you know, it's like, I could see why you would respond like that. Right. However, that's still not the appropriate response. Right. But I'm not going to guilt you or shame you. I'm certainly not going to spank you for yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and you were open and transparent and honest about it. Yeah. And we had a conversation. We had a conversation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so, so um, me modeling that behavior of like, hey, you can tell me anything. And then following through with, yes, you can tell me anything and let's have a conversation around it. Mm-hmm. Um, has really has really helped, mm-hmm. right? So, um, when he has those those questions that you know around sexuality and things like that, um, he could certainly go to his friend group, right? At which point they're the same age as him, and the and the knowledge there is probably minimal, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not all great. Or he could come to his dad, who has been there, done that, mm-hmm. and have a little bit better knowledge, better, a little bit better conversation, mm-hmm. interaction, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. With keeping that kind of open to any kind of conversation, have you found um, either yourself or your partner, Mary, have you ever found that, oh, this is, you still talk about it, but have you ever still felt really uncomfortable having the conversations or had you kind of set this up where you're all just so used to? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think we get uncomfortable in that um, cool. yeah. I, I don't think so um, and I think it's it's very much like the conversation we're, we're, we're having right now right mm-hmm. it's just mm-hmm. it's your truth right yeah and you have to be able you have to be able to tell your truth with full vulnerability right mm-hmm. and, and sometimes that's hard right mm-hmm. it's hard to show emotions and in, in front of your children your heart it's breaking and, 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 and it's hard for them to see but it's it's the truth mm-hmm. right um, you know talking with my daughter you know like I'm terrified. I'm terrified to leave you here. Like, yeah. that's my truth. I hate telling you that, <laughs> but that's the truth of it, mm. you know? But And, and so being mm. able to just say what you feel, that's, yeah. that's not an easy thing to do. However, if you live by that and you create that environment, then it does become a little mm. easier, mm-hmm. right? And you can, you can then take that and you can just put that out into the world everywhere, right? And that's just kind of how I live. Like, here's my truth. And you can you can you can see that mm-hmm. and accept that, or you can absolutely hate that mm-hmm. and 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 not right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's allowed me to um, have great relationships and deep yeah. connections with yeah. people. You know, um, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Like I have, and I have, and reciprocate so much love coming in and out of me mm-hmm. um, from all kinds of people. You know, people. You know, shoot me a text, hey, let's grab lunch. And it's like, oh, I haven't talked to that guy in a while. Yeah, hell yeah, I'm, in, I'm all in on that, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, it, like I haven't seen that person. Like, it just happened to me this week. Somebody who, uh, 
I hadn't seen in forever. All of a sudden, I'm leaving my nephew's football game, and this person like jumped on my back, and um, I like turn. I'm like, bro, like where have you been? You know, and like I hadn't seen. He's like, oh, we're gonna get, we gotta get lunch. He's like, I miss you. He's like yeah. this big hug, and his it was fantastic. Yeah. You know, and, and it's just like, uh, you know, the, the, that type of energy, like mm-hmm. it, it's just good. You know, it's just positive energy. See, and, keep going. Yeah, yeah. And, and and so I try to. I try to surround myself with, and Eden's heard me say that, I call them superhumans, right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I try to surround myself with like superhumans, people that are giving, 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 and putting in um, versus like, you know, there's there's the, the, the villains too, mm-hmm. right? To every superhero, there's a villain, right? I try to like, vil- you have to have villains in your life. You do, but you can't let them consume how you approach life, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, although I do have people in my in my in my life that aren't always positive, I make sure that I set boundaries with that so that that's right. not affecting me mm-hmm. and how I put myself mm-hmm. out there. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah, I want to explore that a little bit. Yeah. The um, speaking your truth. Here is my truth. This is my authentic self, and I'm not going to hide feelings or emotions. Mm-hmm. That's kind of parenting philosophy or even life philosophy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was how you were born. That was what you saw maybe missing with your relationship with your father. That was you evolved that and grew that. Talk about where that comes sure. from. Is it, is it natural or is it learned or some mix of? Well, I, yeah, I think I was like, that's my authentic self. Yeah. I was born that way, right? I'm a, I'm a sensitive person. I care a lot. Um, I'm a passionate person. Um, I grew up in a family where, you know, it's the traditional, like, stereotypical, if you turn on the movie, it's this loud music and the mom's dancing and cooking, right? Yeah. Uh, and there's tons of, like, loudness and mm. and, um, and there's that machismo, right, of uh, this is how this all man mm. acts, right? Mm. And my dad was very much that. Mm. And, um, and uh, so, you know, all of my brothers and sisters are super loud. Um, when we get together, they they laugh loud. They speak like this, and there's just a ton of energy in there. And then there's me, who, you know, ever since I was little, I was the quiet person in my my family. Just like to chill mm-hmm. and um, be 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 quiet and just kind of pr- take it all in type of thing. Um, and it's weird because when we're interacting, they're so loud, and then when somebody draws me into the conversation, they all get really quiet, which is weird. Um, because they know that's just how I am, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, certainly I come from, you know, boys don't cry. I come from that. Mm-hmm. I come from, you know, like, toughen up. Like, don't be a, a baby, you know? Um, until, you know, some point, you know, my mom has always been all in on, like, it's okay to cry. Like, you know, be, be who you are. Don't, it doesn't matter whatever other people think about you, you know, like, perceptions and things like who cares? Um, so I got to be probably about um, 15 or 16. And um, I remember I remember I was, I got, me and my father had an interaction. And uh, and I remember I got really upset. And um, and then I just overcome with emotion. And I got, you know, I started crying and stuff. It's like, what are you, look at, look at you, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, why are you crying this mm-hmm. time? That's... And, uh, and that's the only time I've ever lashed out at my dad. And I said, you know, 
I don't give a you know shit what you think, right? And like, I'm not gonna hide my feelings because of you, right? right? Yeah. And uh, and that's the only time I've ever seen my dad cry, because that like broke his heart mm. when I told him that. So then it, or, or, it like, or at least he heard you. He, yeah, it reached him in a way that yeah. said, "Okay, yeah. it's okay." Right? Yeah. Like that's a that's incredible. And that was yeah. that was my release yeah. to like because that's the only time I've seen him do that. And then I realized like he he loves me so much that those words mm-hmm. actually hurt him. Mm-hmm. And look, you know, he's he's crying as well. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So I'm very comfortable in that. Um, I know it's not for everybody, but. <laughs> You know, at, at the end of the day, hopefully it's going to help me live forever. You know, because as men, a, 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 a vast majority of men will internalize those feelings. Right. right? Yeah. It's hard on your heart. It's hard on your heart. You know, and then you start to see these uh, people are having heart attacks, 55, 60, you know. And it's like you have to have a release. That's, that's just kind of how we're made, mm-hmm. you know. And that's why women live forever, right? It's because they're very in tune with their emotions they let it out. and their feelings. They let it yeah. out, right? They have these these uh, circles of friends. That, that's okay to do that, you know. And uh, even in my yeah. own, I have great friends. And even in even in uh, my own friend group, that's not really happening often, right? Mm-hmm. And now it will happen when I get in a one on one setting with them mm-hmm. and we start to go deep. Yeah, and then I'll see it, right? Mm-hmm. But in a big group setting, no way. That never happens, and maybe that's familiar in your in your friend group oh, as sure. well. So for sure, yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's I'm I'm to the point in my life where sounds it almost sounds egotistical, but I really don't care what other people think about me. Mm-hmm. I re- I really don't like, and that and that's very free, like mm-hmm. because it's like it's uh it's that whole take it or leave it thing, you know. Like you, this is who I am. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna. It's gonna take too much effort. Yeah. To try to be somebody else, yeah, you know, yeah, like I'm just this. You, you know? found your authentic self, and yeah. you're you're comfortable in that. I'm space. A, yeah, um, one of one of uh, the people I interact with, I know he was on one of your podcasts, Jordan, um, mm-hmm. and um, he and I meet quite often. And um, you know, he he uh, he said to me one time, he said, "So how do you how do you get to that?" Like what you are right mm. here. He's like, how do you get to that? Mm. So you walk in, you walk in. He's and, a fascinating fella, isn't he? Yeah, Just he is. the question like that. Yeah, and he'll, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, you know, um, yeah. and and it's funny because uh, he he's like, hey, can we get coffee? It was a Friday morning. I said, yeah, and then of course he has the notebook and he's got questions and you know, and, yeah, he's ready. And and, and so I said, uh, I was like, you know, I don't have a notebook, whatever. I just want to talk to you, whatever. And so he says, so, so like, how do you? It's like you walk in, you know, like you own the place, like you, you don't care what other people are thinking about you. And, and I said, um, I don't. I said, at the end of the day, I really don't. Right. Yeah. And I said, it's, um, it's that quiet confidence of, of who mm-hmm. I am. Right. I'm like, I'm, I, I used to be the peacock that would strut in front of everybody. Mm-hmm. I don't need to do that anymore. You know, mm-hmm. like. I know who I am, and mm-hmm. you know I know what value I bring and what value I don't, right? And so just own it, right? Yeah. And um, and then you talked about, you know, we talked about like um, reflection, right? You know, every day is an opportunity for reflection. Like there's things I've did, I've done wrong already today that I know I have, right? And so at the end of the day, it's like, what are we going to do to change that tomorrow so we don't do that again, right? Um, and just being okay with that. Hmm. Like being being okay with like, I'm not always gonna be the best friend. 
I'm not. Mm. I'm going to say things that are wrong. I'm not always going to be the best husband or father. But it's okay. And forgive yourself, right? Yeah. To, to forgive yourself. And, and when you do do something or say something that hurts somebody and maybe you weren't aware of it in that moment, once you've reflected and you find that, then, then you, you have an obligation to circle back to that person. That's what you that do right. incredibly well. Is you close the right. feedback loop, yeah. and I think right. You, you describe that. Yeah. You describe that as yeah. kind of your parenting philosophy. Yeah. Let's let's have a family meeting. Let's talk about this. Let's yeah. address it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's uh, I'm 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 to the point now where, you know, I don't chase money. I don't chase money. It's a, there was a time I did. Like that's just the truth. I thought that was the end all to be all. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's it's just not not not. And if you chase money, great. I'm I'm not saying you shouldn't. But it's just not for me, you know, because mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, I work so I can live. I don't live to work, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't care about what other people think about you, but you're empathetic and kind and generous. You care about other people. Oh, absolutely. So I think that that's what's that's what's different. You don't walk in and say, "Oh, yeah. you know, right?" Like, yeah, I am who I am, and I don't care about anybody else. No, I only no, care no. about right. what you're yeah, saying, right? Like, yeah, I think that's I was just gonna say that's that what too. makes it unique and different that you can come in and be comfortable in your own skin, and then also be a genuine, authentic, caring oh, person absolutely. to other people. Absolutely, right? Yeah. yeah, there's authenticity, but there's still acknowledgement that even though I'm. I'm comfortable with who I am and I don't care what other people think, but I'm still willing to and think it's important to to continue to improve myself. Mm. Oh, way. for sure. Yeah. For sure. And I love I love I love people. Like I I'm I, that's another piece of my behavioral style. I'm a, I'm a, what they call a high eye. Like uh, I'm like a 88 on the eye, which means I have to be around people and talk mm. to people. Like mm. when I when I'm when I'm not, I definitely I can enjoy my solitude, mm-hmm. but not forever, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. before I'm picking up, like, hey, let's go grab a burger, or let's go play nine holes, or, you know, like, or, you know, just call my brother or, or sister out of the blue for something stupid just to talk to him, you know? Um, I need that, right? What's the, the behavioral assessment tool that you're referencing, that you use? Um, so we use, we use a, a behavioral assessment um, through uh, TTI, which is... Um, they do like all types of uh, assessments and things like that. Yeah. And, okay. Uh, yeah. We use the disc. Okay. The disc. Yeah, I've heard of that. Um, and uh, yeah, so my my style, my natural style is, um, I'm a high I, which means I love people, and my number one motivator is to win. Hmm. So hmm. Um, that's it. That's it's a delicate thing. Yeah. Because right. because <laughs> uh, if you don't if you don't if you don't control that or understand that it can overpower and and yeah. as a young man it, it certainly looking back it certainly did right um i was about all the accolades right there's a like uh one of the one of the gifts i have and, and i'm sorry if it comes across as egotistical i don't mean it that way is I, I have the ability to bring really strong teams and build really strong teams to get things done yeah um and Early on, I realized that, and so what it was about was then like national recognition, mm-hmm. right? Of like, this is the highest performing this, this is the highest performing that, and I was getting mm-hmm. all of these, and as, as that winning 
motivator comes through. It's very much a like, I'm just waiting to go up on stage and get my award. Yeah. And you start to realize, I was blessed enough to realize through some coaching that it, it's not about the big stage mm-hmm. as much as it is about the people and the process right. to get there. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so like that's something that like, uh, I really enjoy. Right. And, and, and so, um, you know, working with people and, um, to ultimately win. Now, what does winning look like? It's not, it's different now. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't, it doesn't look like, uh, awards. It looks like, um, how are you impacting that person? How yeah. is that person mm-hmm. impacting you? And how is how is that impacting the rest of the team? So that we're like growing. Yeah. So that like, um, you know, I, the last team I ran was just fantastic. Um, we were together for three and a half years, no turnover. Um, and there wasn't a conversation we couldn't have. Mm. There wasn't a conversation we couldn't have. Ultimately, um, and, and maybe maybe you know this, just maybe not. Uh, but I spent like twenty plus years in nonprofit working with youth. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the pandemic came, um, it was very hard on not just adults but certainly children, as you right. know, right? Yeah. Um, so coming out of that, kids just communicated a little different, and um, there was a lot more um, trauma. It seemed mm-hmm. coming to the forefront, and so me being who I am. Um, you, you want to implement systems to, you know, help to combat some of that, to, um, to help them to get, to get through that. Well, um, as you know, some people aren't always ready to embrace some of those changes. Mm-hmm. And so the staff that I had was so fantastic that they were going above and beyond with these, with these children. And sometimes when you do that in that space, that trauma from, the child becomes secondary to you. And as you know, uh, as adults, we're, we're going through our own stuff, right? right. And then when you Damn. start to compact some of that other stuff, it starts to be heavy, right? Mm-hmm. And so when I started to notice like uh, a couple of my staff falling into depressions and reaching out for resources to help to combat some of that, you know, called a family meeting yeah. for the organization, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And uh, pulled the organization together and said, hey, look, this is, this is where it's at. Like, this is what, this is what people are feeling. And, um, and then it was like, well, not in this department and not over here, not over here. It's only your team. And I said, no, I, I don't believe that at all. Mm-hmm. I believe right. that you haven't created a space for them to tell you right. that. It's yeah. visible and transparent yes. in, and in, in this team. In this right. team, yeah. right? And, and so I said, I think, it's a, I think it's not just us, but across everything in our community. And we need to put systems in place to combat some of that, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, you know, it's, uh, you know, the trauma-informed care, it's, it's great. But then it becomes like a, Secondary. It's like the big thing on your on your desk, and then they say, "Okay, we fixed it," and then it goes away. Right. Yeah. And you and you know that's it, not it, how that works. Yeah, yeah. That's not how that works. It's a constant. Every day we're battling this together, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, called it again, and and then when it, ultimately, um, when the change wasn't being there, well, I could continue to work and live in a space where people are hurting, and we're just okay with that. Okay, and I say that as a blanket statement, and that it's not on anybody, but 
Or I could just be my authentic self and say, you know what, I have to remove myself from this yeah, because I can't get behind mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I think that's when me and you met is yeah. I was really right there of teetering like I could be this person that just shows up and collects a paycheck. I could do that. Right. Or I could step back and get happy again. Because what happens then is for me, what was happening is I'm worried about these children over here. I'm worried about my staff. I'm worried about my family and then me, right? And so you start to put these layers on you, right? And so then what happens is it starts to impact those important titles, right? Where you start to come home and you're tired, right? It's like, no, I don't want to be that, right? Because now I don't have time for my kids right. or I'm yeah. too busy, you know, like, so it's like I'm stepping away, yeah. right? And so to do that, it's hard. It's hard. Um, but I did, yeah. you know? Um, that is when we connected. Yeah. And that wasn't too long after I had made a similar transition of uh, stepping out of a corporate environment. Um, I think similarly, uh, COVID made me realize things and work environment shifted and changed. Um, and I started to realize and understand what was most important. Yeah. Uh, who are the people that are most important? And where oh, am I spending sure. my time and energy? And, uh, yeah, we had some conversations there as you were going through that transition. And 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 the interesting thing is, is that as I listen to you, Eden, it's so easy for me to understand that decision, but it, I struggled making it oh, yeah. mm-hmm. for, for a long time. Like, I hear it now, and I'm like, what Eden just said is exactly right. I should have just been done right away as soon as I... That's not that you, easy, man. But it's not. With the connections and but the relationships it, yeah. and the role it's that you not. were in, right? yeah. who you were serving, for too. Sure. Yeah. At, for at sure. For sure. Yeah. I think that's yeah. you, right. Like, yeah, the courage to do that yeah. um, is not, a, is not a, no. especially when that's yeah. what you've done. I mean, you dedicated your the, the first part of your a good portion of your career to, Absolutely. to that yeah. role in that organization. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's tough. But yeah, because I, I was going to ask why, you know, why was it difficult? Because I have, you know, stories of my own, but why was it difficult? But that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it was? I mean, oh, the why is a perfect question. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, it, you know, it's the story you make up in your head. I, I felt like if I do that, I'm quitting. Yeah. I'm quitting mm. on people. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And then like, if you're quitting, well, then you're part of the problem. They're not part of the solution. Um, So it's that struggle. It's that struggle. Uh, But ultimately, I came through of, you know, what's best for me and my family and and what's best for my overall health, Mm -hmm. mental and physical, Mm -hmm. right? Because one feeds the other. Um, And yeah, so so I've moved on from that. What does self-care look like for you? Mm. Uh, So self-care, it's silly, but I play a lot of golf. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's not silly. It, 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 golf it, is great. It, it, it's decent. Yeah. Um, it could be a lot better. Uh, <laughs> golf's, a, yeah. golf's a terrible sport. Yeah, it? yeah. Just, just so aggravating for it's, me. It's interesting because uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, it is. It's the it's the wanting to win and wanting to yeah, be great yeah. at something, yeah. and you pick yeah, and it's just uh, yeah. And now no. it's you know for that. Um, I I used to be the guy that wanted to score low and like oh, I should add a par on that. You know, I beat myself up over it. And um, one time I was, I was with my mom, and uh, she, she's never golfed in her life, but I, was, uh, I said, you know, I'm going to go play nine holes and walk. Do you just want to come for a walk with me? And, um, and she said, yeah, and I was probably, 
I don't know, maybe like 28. Um, and uh, I was still much in that mindset of like birdies and pars mm. and like destroying the course. Like, <laughs> going low, right? Yeah. Course record. And, um, and uh, it was probably like the third or fourth hole. And my mom said, um, I see why you love this so much. And I said, yeah, it's hard. And uh, I, I said, yeah, it's uh, hard. I said, it's hard. It's me yeah. against myself. That's yeah. why I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she said, um, said, no, that's not what I was talking about. And then she said, like, nature. And then she, like, looked around, and she was like, look at how beautiful this is. And she's like, in the birds, and it's quiet. And I'm like, I've been playing golf for 12 years. I've never noticed that. Mm. And, and I walked away from that round. Like, that was the best round of my life because it was like, maybe it's not about the score. Maybe it's just about the release and, like, the connection, mm-hmm. you know, of being outside and, and, and birds and, and grass and flowers. And so now when I play, like, um, I don't beat myself up too much, yeah. you know. I like to, uh, you know, I got friends that are super competitive, and I, and I love taking their money, you know. Like, <laughs> I love taking their money, and I do, you know. Like, um, and, and so I can turn that on, but then I have, a, I have a very close friend that me and him play a lot of golf together, and sometimes we don't even say a word to each other. Mm. And when we do, it's about the shit that meant, sorry. The stuff that matters, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it's uh, it's totally different now. Mm-hmm. It's totally different now, and that and that's kind of like it's 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 a passion, but it's also a release, and it is yeah. it is self care, right? Yeah. Um, because it does allow for me to decompress, and then I you know I live uh, I live about twenty minutes out of Green Bay, so I have a ride in um, to work every day, um, and that's no music, nothing. Mm. Um, it's what's today look like and, and thinking about that and then on the ride home what's what's tonight look like and what was today yeah. type of thing yeah um so it's an easy time for reflection mm-hmm. um and i use that uh and then there's there's just sometimes where um i'll just sit on the couch with the dogs you know mm-hmm. and just uh chill yeah know? and uh sit in the dark yeah you know i've done it you know where everybody's sleeping and i'm just sitting in the dark with the dogs and uh, thinking about things, breathing, meditating, breathing. doing what, what, doing whatever you need to yeah. do to, to kind breathing's, of decompress. Breathing's big. Yeah, breathing's mm. big. Yeah, it helps. It yeah. Helps mm. me a ton. Yeah. The whole mindfulness. Mm-hmm. You talked about um, boundaries. You refer to the, the people as villains or people that maybe don't have your best interests at heart, and and. Um, Being able to identify those folks and then create boundaries to say, uh, I don't have the time or energy, or or I do, but I'm not going to internalize what you're saying or how you're making me feel or feel guilty sure. about that. Can you talk a little bit about that? Sure. Um, I think, you know, I, I have a, uh, a situation in my life where um, one of the people who is, is very important in my life um, can like uh, say things in the moment that affects not just the vibe in the room but the way people are feeling in the room mm-hmm. and uh, you, you certainly could sit back and, and watch that happen or you could just tell the truth right and so um, the first time I did it um, it was hard you know um, but I but I said to him like hey when you do this 
I don't know how it makes everybody else feel, but it makes me feel like this. And you didn't even say it to me. So, like, please don't do that around me, mm. you know, because it makes me highly uncomfortable. And um, that's just not how I, how I communicate, mm. right? And, of course, you know, the you know, stern, you know, like hearing that in that moment. But then it was a phone call later on that night from that person saying, hey, thought about what you said. I need to know those things. Mm. If you don't tell me, mm-hmm. I don't know that I'm doing it, right? And that's yeah. often often the case is, is um, I would much rather say what I think or feel than to have you guessing, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, guessing's never good. You know, like people will continue to talk to you a certain way if you don't tell them that that's not the best way to communicate with you. And I think coming from a, like, I, I don't raise my voice ever, like, in those situations. Um, I, like to, I like to keep calm and, you know, just tell you the truth. I think coming from that respectful angle, mm-hmm. people listen more to that. Mm-hmm. And they're open more to that. Right. So it frees you then to then have that conversation again, right? Um, and then sometimes, sometimes there are people in your life that are they're just there, you know, and... It's, it's going to be their way, but they still have to be a part of your life because they function in an important part of your life, right? Yeah. And so you tell your truth, yeah. and um, they say, okay, well, thanks, but no thanks type of thing. And you have to be okay with I'm that. I'm not willing to change. For or sure. This is who, right? For sure. Like, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And you have to be okay with that, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. You have to be okay with that. So I have been, you know. I want to talk a little bit about uh, mentoring, your thoughts on mentoring Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, something that you kind of are great at um, and and that you dedicated time and effort and energy to and something that you care deeply about. Uh, Why, how and why, I think, are the questions around that piece of it. Sure. Uh, Yeah. Why did you choose that? How did you choose that? Why is that important? What's the impact that you have seen uh, as you're as you're helping today's youth become adults? Sure. Grow up, learn life lessons. I think I think where it stems from is um, when I was younger. I had two really close friends. They were brothers, and um, their mom was with a uh, really just abusive man, and uh, he used to you know, hit her and, and, um, you know, hit my friends and things like that. And, and, you know, watching that unfold, you know, it's, it's different when you're, when you're at a sleepover and then the dad comes home drunk and starts and you see that it's like, Oh, you know, it's hard to see. Um, uh, but what I realized, I think early on is that you don't get to choose who your parents are Mm. when you're, when you're young, right. Or ever. Um, and that there are some children who don't have somebody to stand up for them or advocate mm-hmm. for them, um, and that they're forced to grow up a little faster, right? Um, and so I think that's where the drive comes from. I certainly saw that. Um, so when it was like uh, time to decide, like, what am I going to do with, with, with my life? Um, as I always do, you know, I had a, a good conversation with my mom and she said, why don't you use some of like your gifts? You know, she said, like, why don't you, why don't you get a job where you can help people? 
Like, she's like, you, you like to do that. You might as well get paid for it. And they're on. Um, so then it's like, what, what, uh, what avenues do you want to go down? There's certainly different ways to help people. Um, and I quickly leaned into young people. Um, mm -hmm. And uh, so my first opportunity was working with um, juveniles, age, uh, juvenile males ages 11 to 17 um, who had been taken out of the home and or sometimes never in the home mm -hmm. and um, put into this this environment um, and so working with working with those kids I certainly learned quickly that um, there are obstacles there are obstacles for some that others may never have to experience and, and good for them they have right? no idea what it's no. even like right yeah yeah and so yeah. to to really unpack and understand like survival at 13 years old like survival right where's my next meal coming from and to understand all of that it's like man i gotta be a, a part of making that better right mm -hmm. um and so you know trying to sometimes when you grow up in an environment like that you're very closed off to what good is in the world mm -hmm. right sometimes right. you just see it as um you got to fight and scrap for your next meal and you, who knows where you're sleeping tonight. Right. And um, who can you trust and who can't you trust? Mm -hmm. Oftentimes kids in those situations um, are targets for abuse for that could be verbally, physically, sexually, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and so they need somebody to stand up for them. Um, and so somebody's me, you know, it's, uh, and um, so starting, ground level of like, who, who are you? Who am I? Right. And starting to build that trust in those relationships. And, um, you know, it's hard to, hard to, um, define winning when you're in that space, because oftentimes you don't get to see the impact that you're having in that moment. Yeah. Mm. Um, and that you're, you're hoping that, that what you're saying and, and what you're doing is, is, uh, Gonna have a lasting impact, and that you'll, you'll and, I, and I have had that happen um, a couple of times in my life. Uh, surprised um, with pe people, young men that I've worked with in the past, come up to me out of the blue and mm -hmm. say, "Do you know who I am?" Type of thing. Um, the the best story I have um, was uh, this this young man in my group home was constantly, you know, fighting, and it, it was just a cyclical. Every weekend, I would have to take him. Uh, on Friday to a 72-hour hold in the jail because he would constantly have these behaviors during the week, and that was just his protocol. Mm -hmm. Like, his caseworker would be like, well, he has to sit until Sunday night, right? And uh, I hated that. Like, mm -hmm. I hate that. Like, you bring a kid to jail, mm -hmm. absolutely sucks. Like, it, I hate it. And so, um, you know, but it was just what it was. And, and, and so one time... We were going to jail, and uh, he's very closed off. He'd gotten he'd gotten stern. He'd gotten used to that. And um, I said, "Well, here we go. Um, I'll be back on Sunday." He's like, "Yeah, I'll see you." And then I and then I was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna in this one time, I'm just gonna tell him the truth." <laughs> you know? And I was like, "Doesn't this bother you?" I'm like, "I hate this." I'm like, "Every time I bring you, it breaks my heart. I absolutely hate this." Mm. And uh, he was like, I'm used to it. And I'm like, well, I'm never going to get used to it. Mm. I'm like, why can't you just play the game? Like, why can't you just do it this way? And you'll get out of here. 
Like, you won't even have to worry about it. And, um, of course, in that moment, you know, he walked away and, and he went and sat in there. And, and you think people don't hear things. Mm-hmm. And um, then all of a sudden, like, uh, his behavior, it's, it started to shift and change. And um, six months later, he was discharged. And uh, he, was, he was able to go home and um, be with his family. And, and, and it was, it's one of those things where a lot of times kids won't say, like, hey, thanks. He didn't really appreciate that, you know. It was just kind of like, well, I'm out of here. I'll see you, you know. And it's like, all right, good luck type of thing, right. And so fast forward, it was probably, I don't know, maybe like 13 years later, 14 maybe. Um, and I was working for another organization. And here comes this here comes this kid. I get, to, I get to call in my office. Hey, there's someone here to see you, right. And I said, yeah, send him to my office. And, uh, and so now here's this kid. And... Um, and he's growing up. And I'm like, I look at him, I'm like, I kind of, oh, I think I know who that is, right? <laughs> and uh, and then he's like, um, Alex, do you remember me? And I said, I, I think so. And then he said his name. And I said, yeah. I was like, like, what are you doing here, you know? And uh, he said, well, I went, I, went, I went to the group home. And they said he didn't work there anymore, you know? And uh, he said, but they told me where you work, so I tracked you down. And I said, well, that's cool. I said, well, what brings you in? And uh, he said, uh, I, just had, I just had my first child. I just had a son. And uh, he said, so, you know, a lot of times they call people to, like, share that with. He said, I, I didn't think of anybody to call but you. Mm. And he said, do you want to come see my son? And I was like, yeah, let's go, you know. And um, so, like, the, like, like, that's a huge win, yeah. right? Like, that's, and, 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 and I'm sure there are other stories similar to that that I'm just never going to hear. Right. But it's like all those things that you're telling them, you think they're not listening. And then all of a sudden, 13 years later, like Mm. you're standing outside of the baby ward, Right. And next to this kid. And so, um, but I'm absolutely passionate about that. Mm -hmm. I absolutely, I think that, um, you know, when you talk about mentoring, it certainly doesn't stop with, with youth. Right. Um, I've been blessed Mm-hmm. to have mentors in my life um, currently still people that are mentoring me you know um, but you got to be open to it right um, and then you know also like uh, like Jordan you know we talk about Jordan um, he's somebody that I mentor like and he'll openly tell you that like he's like I mm-hmm. look to you as a mentor right um, and so that feels good it still mm-hmm. allows you to give that piece of you that part of you you can still give that away without having to be in that space every day does that make sense yeah. Mm. right and and there certainly is some power to being able to be in that space every day and so like right now i feel as though it could be just a pause just mm. a little pause but i want to jump back into that mm. space at some point mm. Mm. it feels good to be a mentor it feels good to be listened to, to be able in, to be in a position to give advice um, and talk through things. And also the mentee is, it's a, it's both, it's a sure. both, both positive oh, sure. energy. I think yeah. to be, and, and I think, I think you're right there, Eden. I think to be a good mentor, you have to be a good mentee, mm. right? Mm. To, to understand be able, what that's like. Yeah, yeah. you got to be able to be coached, right? Yeah. And, yeah. And, and hear feedback and, mm-hmm. and apply it, right? There's so many things that people tell you, it's like, now, what are you going to do with that, mm-hmm. right? You could just let it be words, or you could let it shape you, 
right? So we take the heart and put some work behind it. Uh, and, I, and I think that's ultimately the journey I'm on is, is uh, you know, I just want to be a good human being. And I just want people to be like, I dig hanging out with that guy, you know? Like, he's cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? There. Uh, I, think uh, I appreciate that. I don't know if I'm fully there, but I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So where, because that is that supporting of other people, that mentoring of people takes energy. Where do you mm. get your energy from? Do you get your energy from doing that? Or how does that, how does that work for you? I think the energy comes from the connection that you have with that person. And just being able to have whatever that is, 30 minutes or an hour or two hours of that person's time to just be one-to-one with that person. It's very Even it's, not knowing the impact. Yeah, I don't, you know, like... Uh, Aside I, from the maybe a couple of... Yeah. That, that story, well, for example. Well, I think it's, a, I think it's an opportunity to... Now, this is going to sound maybe wrong, but like I think I have some knowledge around things and um, it would be selfish for me to just keep those to myself, mm. right? If I could share those with mm-hmm. others, yeah. right? Yeah. And then let them have a little piece of that, right? right? Um, it's, it's like that whole sprinkle effect, right? If I can mm-hmm. get some of the good from you and some of the good from you and you sprinkle some of that onto me, well, I'm going to hold on to those little things, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like that whole... Like if you're getting great from over here and great from over here and great, 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 and you have all these great things that you're getting from people, it's just making you a great human being, mm-hmm. right? And, and that's my whole, like, uh, that whole superhuman thing, right? I want to be somebody who people like to be around. Yeah. People think, like, hey, that guy's good dude, you know? Like, Even if you don't care what they think. Even yeah, if you don't, right, like, yeah. like, I think that's the contradiction yeah. of yeah. you want to be likable to your people, but you don't care... You don't care if everybody likes you. Yeah, you don't sure. want to be liked by it's everybody. True. Is that the is that? Well, uh, yeah. no, I wouldn't say that. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like, I'd like <laughs> to. I'd like, I'd like to be liked by everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I realize that not everybody's gonna like me. Yeah. Right. And I have to be okay with that. Yeah. Right? Mm. That's a conversation we've had before. Yeah. Like, do we care? Do you want to be liked by mm. everybody? Yeah. Right. Um, how How do you even do that? How do you go about that? Right. Yeah. Mm. And and you gotta and you gotta know that like. Uh, Sometimes you're putting your best self forward, and that's just not enough for somebody else. And that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, Talk about, since it's on here, <laughs> social media and authenticity. Um, because I, I'm always curious about people that either have been or are maybe a little bit more public facing and how you, how you use social media, how you navigate authenticity in that space, um, vulnerability in that space, um, or whether or not you do. (laughs) Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, um, so I don't use a ton of social media. I I do. Mm -hmm. And we've talked about this, right? I do use social media, but I find myself gravitating towards people who are just being authentic. Right. Mm-hmm. Without like, um, like you, you talked earlier about uh, the wine, like there was this fun person with like all this knowledge. Right. Mm-hmm. And um, you love that. You love that podcast. And then there was somebody who was maybe just a little more dry, same knowledge, but mm-hmm. just a different way of 
communicated that and you find yourself going back to that. Mm -hmm. I find myself looking into those type, like I I enjoy you guys' podcast. I think it's real. Thank you. Right? I think it's real. Um, I try to find real, Mm -hmm. right? Things that, things that after I listen to, I can connect with Mm -hmm. and it makes me walk away thinking or feeling a certain way Yeah. versus like, there's like so much clickbait, right? Like, Like there's this, like... You click it and I'm like, uh, okay, and you keep it moving, you know, or you, you or you watch a podcast for 45 minutes and you're like, what was that? Like, okay, that was great, uh, you know. Um, I, but you know, it's 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 interesting because um, my son um, recently he had a birthday and um, and he grows up in a time of social media, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, so he was very nervous the day before about like how many Snapchat shout outs he was going to get on his birthday, and. Um, I said, like, why, why, are you, why are you nervous about that? And he said, well, but, you know, everybody's going to see that, right? And they'll, they'll see, like, if I got one or if I got 100, the more I get, the more they'll see. Popularity. Yeah, stuff. For sure. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, uh, that stuff doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I said, it doesn't matter. <laughs> I said, the, I said the, the, the birthday shout out you should be looking forward to is when grandma calls you or, you know, mm-hmm. one of your aunts, uncles. Because, like, these right. are people, I'm like, these people... Are the ones who truly love you, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. Versus that, that lesson, man. That yeah. lesson as a teenager for a teenager. Yeah. With all of that pure influence. Yeah. Uh, when something goes wrong, or when something, when you're in a hard spot, who are the people that are going to be around? For sure. Who really cares about you? Mm-hmm. What's What's really important? I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's a hard lesson, just because yeah. of yeah. the the influence of peers for sure. at that age, and then for sure compounded by Likes. social media. Likes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's interesting. Because uh, a couple of Christmases ago, we were um, we were in the Turks and Caicos, which is it was a bucket list um, for me, and uh, it, like and so my wife made it happen. She's like, "We're going for Christmas, and we're," gonna... and so we were in the most beautiful Governor's Beach. It's like one of the most beautiful beaches in the world, and I was there with my family. And there was only like three other people there. This is Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I was very present in that that moment mm. of like pictures with my kids and my, look at how beautiful this is. And uh, one of my daughters like got really like quiet. And I'm like, like, what are you not like, you're not vibing this? Like what's going on? I'm like, and then she said, well, I posted um, my pictures and nobody's like, like, I'm like, like who cares? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. like you're in one of the most beautiful places yeah. in the world. Who cares about that? You know? Yeah. But it was it was very important to her. Mm-hmm. It was like a, it was almost like a va- a validation that she mm. needed, or like a, a worth almost, yeah. like a, yeah, that's awesome type of thing. There's a chemical but, release to yeah. that, though, right? I, I mean, the science like says that that's dopamine. Yeah, it's a dopamine yep. hit, right? Yeah. Yep. So, but it's interesting because like I couldn't, I I really couldn't care less about stuff like that. Right. Like I just don't like. The people that are, are liking my stuff are the people that are calling me. Like, mm-hmm. hey, man, what's up? Mm-hmm. You know? And it's not even like, a, like if you look at my social, I'm not, I'm not big on social media. I'm just not. You know? I like to, uh, like I could show you all the places that we are. I could do that, right? Or I could just keep those private to, mm-hmm. to me and my family. I'd much rather do that, mm-hmm. right? And then mm-hmm. when we connect at lunch, hey, where were you? Hey, just check this out. This mm-hmm. was the, you know, mm-hmm. type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. But, yeah. I, but I feel like uh, to, your, to, your, to your question, like for me, social media is like, where's the real? Where's the mm-hmm. real? Mm-hmm. People being real on there. Mm-hmm. I, uh, there's a, uh, 
there's a, a, a another person who's in the realm that I'm in um, work-wise, and they have a very different approach on how they go out bound to share on like LinkedIn and things like that. And this person is currently walking through their battle of showing up each day fighting cancer. Now, certainly the work they're doing in the space is important, but I'd much rather hear how that's going. And I'd find myself engaging with that person moreover than anybody else. Mm -hmm. right? Because they're just being real, mm -hmm. right? So... Yeah. Just think about the generational impact to that. Uh, social media is media for these kids, for these youth. That's uh, that's how they communicate, it's, yeah. right? Like yeah. so, it's like how we community. Like, it's that's communication. It. Yeah. It's, uh, so it's different how we think about it than it is the the digital uh, natives or those. That, yeah, this is sure. the way that I communicate with my friends. Or well, yeah, and you and I were 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 just talking about that around like video games yeah. my my yeah. view also has changed on on video games it really has um my son has friends that he only hangs out with online like that's how they get together and the funny thing is yeah. is his best friend lives next door yeah. like, like <laughs> literally like yeah. you can literally walk and he's right there and i say to him like go see your your boy you know like or tell him come over we're gonna order pizza he's like, we're hanging out yeah. i'm like well you can do that here, though. Like, <laughs> but that's just not how they do it. Yeah. Like they yeah. they jump on it and they put their headsets on and they're talking and yeah. But then when you listen to the conversations they're having, it's the same conversation that you and I would be having yeah. about like what were you doing today type mm -hmm. of thing. It's just a different way of doing it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so I've gotten away from like your kid has to be outside running around. Like uh, that's how I grew up, but maybe that's just not how it is mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. Right, mm. so it's, it is interesting though. It's a lot of yeah. It's definitely how he hangs out with his friends, um, but it is fun to see him like uh, like his friends stop at the house and pick him up, and then they walk to the football game. Like that's cool. Yeah, but they still do stuff like that mm -hmm. too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go back to this vulnerability and masculinity, which we, I guess we kind of touched on a little bit as you were talking about your dad, how the way that your dad operated as opposed to the way that you operate. Yeah. So, and a little bit of that influence was your mom sort of really supporting who you are. 100%. But there, was there something that, mm, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you can do that just, at a young age, but then what happens and how do you keep it going? It. <laughs> like, I think, I think maybe that's where we're, like it, it happened and that was you described kind of where it started and then it's finding people that also believe in that and then it's finding other other men that are vulnerable and and define masculinity similarly or it's spreading your message and saying here's how i think about things yeah i, I, think, I think that's the, like how do you keep that going right. how do you keep the momentum going if yeah. you had that one experience at a young age yeah i think it's just um just really knowing yourself yeah right and just being being okay with who you are like that sounds so basic, yeah. But that really is what it is. Even like, in a world where society and everybody says that's that's not the right way. That's not the right way. Or, yeah. or and you can say I I believe it is the right way, and I have a foundational belief and experience that says this is the way that I choose to live. For, absolutely. Yeah. The, the way yeah. the way I live might not be the right way. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe there is a, a better way to live, but this is the way it works for me, right? And it, and it work it works good for me. Yeah. You know, like um, I find myself. 
you know, um, with like, so when my friends were getting married, like I found myself at the front of the table a lot, right? Um, best man here, best man there, best man over here. And it's like, somebody asked me one time, like, how can you, how can you be the best man at all these guys? Yeah. Like, <laughs> and I said, I, I, you know, I don't know. And, and, and I said, but maybe it's just because like, um, when we're alone, like we're, we're we talk really deep, yeah. right? Like you and I have experienced that, yeah. right? And I, I love that. Like, it's hard to do from, I think it's hard to do for men in group settings to talk about like our real feelings. I think there's like a, uh, I can't say that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas like I'd be playing at the poker table and stuff like that. And uh, just, just the other day, you know, it's like um, we, were play, we were playing cards and stuff. And I, and I said, yeah, I said, I got on that plane and I was just a mess. And uh, I said, the, uh, the stewardess asked, you know, if, um, if I wanted to move and get like my own row. Um, I said, because I was, I was sobbing uncontrollably. And I said, and I did, I took advantage of that. And, uh, and so one of my really, really good friends said, You'll do anything to get your own row on the plane. <laughs> like he, broke, he broke that. He broke yeah, that. Like, some guys will do anything. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we all laughed about it, but they knew like that was true, right? Like, like everybody acknowledged my feelings in that moment, but then it's not like, like, well, how long did you cry? Like, how did that go? And this, mm -hmm. it was just like, well, you'll do anything to get it free, mm -hmm. you know. But it was like it was. There was still an acknowledgement there, and I certainly don't shy away from um, those things. Um, I certainly, person I was when I first met my friends to the person I am now, they all know that I'm on this journey of wanting to be a better person and, and, and they all support me in that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so I'm very comfortable in, in, in those spaces because like they love me at the yeah. end of the day, they love me. Yeah. Right. And, 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 they, and they'll take that, you know, and just because they're not saying those things in a group setting doesn't mean they're not feeling them. Yeah. Right, because I get I get texts like that all the time, you know. So what does better look like to you? Like I I always struggle with that um, that messaging or that language around, you know. Even though I've just talked before about self improvement, um, like being better, what does that really mean? And is there, do you ever feel like a little bit of, of pressure around that? Or do you extend yourself enough grace to kind of balance out, okay, I'm moving, I, I want to be better, but this is where I'm at right now. What, is, what does all of that look like? So I think like, um, for me, better is just like uh, owning that I'm, I hate making mistakes. I do. I'm, it's like one of those things I'm and it, it was one of those things like when I was like younger, there was a lot of pressure to like, don't, don't, don't mess up. Don't make mistakes. And like when right. you do it, was it yeah. small mistakes turned into big deals and they shouldn't have. Yeah. Right. And, and so it took me a while to shift my mindset around like, it's okay to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And even now when I make <laughs> mistakes, it bothers me. It, it, I hold mm -hmm. on to it. It, it bugs me. <laughs> yeah. And, and, um, but, but, but allowing that forgiveness, you know, and um, when you do do something wrong, 
And I make, obviously, I do, make, I do things wrong all the time. Yeah, give me a for example. What's a mistake? Yeah, what's a mistake maybe that, that stays with you or that bothers you? It could be okay. anything. So, um, so not too long ago, um, my daughter came to me and uh, said, like, uh, she had this friend who was, you know, she was doing some things that she probably shouldn't have been doing, right? And so as a dad, you want to just revert to, like, um, why do you why do you even hang out with that person? Like, mm. You shouldn't even be in that. Mm. And um, so she came with to me with this thing, and I responded as as her dad who wanted to protect her and like you're gonna get yourself in trouble. Like you should. And then we had a conversation, and then the next day it dawned on me that like that's not the reaction she was looking for, right? Mm. And then of course it made me feel horrible. It made me feel terrible. Cause I'm like, wow, I worked so hard not to do those things, and then in that moment, I just react without yeah. thinking. Yeah, relationship and, type mistakes yeah. or ways that you and, can handle relationships but, for sure, yeah. right? Okay. And and, and um, but then circling back and apologizing yeah. for that, and, and um, you know, I said, oh, look, I'm sorry. Like, I shouldn't have did that. I didn't even know I was doing that. You know, and she said, oh, I know you didn't do it on purpose. You know. Um, but it's just, it's a lot. So like the next time, hopefully, when I hear a similar conversation, I'll listen better and not react with mm. like, why are you putting yourself in that space anyway? <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that. That's and then like um, like even like work wise, right? Um, just being more patient. We're, we're, I'm in a, I'm in a space now where it moves kind of fast and. Um, we don't always get the time we need to think things out and we make decisions that then sometimes have to be remade right. or revisited. Yeah. And um, so when, when that happens, like I'm usually over here. I'm on the like, let's slow, right? And then it's like, we're not going slow, we're going fast. And then it's like, okay, well, we're going to go fast. And then the, I told you so in the middle that I thought was going to happen happens. Yeah. Like, and then when it when it's like, well, we need to revisit instead of like the other day, I was like, well, I told you that was going to happen. Like that's that's my knee jerk mm-hmm. irritation mm-hmm. for like we we always move so fast that I told you why can't we just stop right? And so, but is that really helping in that situation to say I told you so? No, right. it's not. It's not at all. <laughs> right? It, it's not at all. But that's my truth in that moment. And that's a, you know, mm-hmm. just vomit that out. And, and then it's like, and then I'm driving home. I'm like, why did I, I didn't need to say that. Everybody knew that, right? Like, why did you say that? Mm. It's such a jerk thing, mm. you know? So like, don't do that next time, you know? Like, so it's like those, those little things. Like, behavior type behavior stuff. Behavior stuff. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, you know, when I look at, when I look at better, like literally the word better, like, when I leave this thing, is it better because I was here, right? Mm-hmm. That that's kind of or, or like when me and Eden don't talk anymore, and Eden moves far away, or I move. Is Eden better for knowing me? Am I better for knowing Eden? Mm-hmm. Right, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and that's literally what it. I mean, it sounds like very like I me and you joke about it, but like people are like, you're you're like such a hippie dude, like like, and 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 he said like, do you take that as a compliment? And I said absolutely, I do. Yeah. Like yeah, of course I do, right? Because, like, 
there's that stereotypical piece of like hippies just make what want want the world to be better. I literally want that. I literally, <laughs> I literally want that to be like that. Yeah. You know, like yeah. so why wouldn't I embrace that? You know? Yeah. I think um there's a protectiveness though to um that to being a little bit jaded or or being what oh, people absolutely. would 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 consider as like cynical or right because then um people you know and i i feel like i i flow between both sure, both like sure. putting up no, putting up walls yeah so that i'm so that i don't get 100%. 100%. hurt but then other times like oh fuck i'm gonna cry now no, no. <laughs> and then other times just like taking the walls down to Take like the rubble yeah. and and being so vulnerable and sometimes feeling hurt in that oh, of course, right and of course. So then, that, no so, that is yeah that's super that's a great call out um because when you are living like uh your authentic self and you're being vulnerable a lot right there are people that will stomp all over that absolutely mm-hmm. um there are people that i see coming and they see me as somebody weak or a target right right yeah. and then yeah. that's when that's when I do, because I do have the ability to like, yeah, put that thing way up, mm-hmm. and like, guess what? You're gonna have to fly over it. And so I, <laughs> right? Like it's it's it's, but it's 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 walking into that environment with my walls down, mm. and if, mm. and we're good at that, right? We we we're, we're hopefully right as humans, we're good at knowing like who's who. Right, I'm really good yeah. at like reading the we, room. We hope. I think it's a, <laughs> I think it's I think it's a skill and a quality and a trait that you that you excel at. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, because I, I can, and I, and I think it's learned and practiced. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I can always. Not everybody has that. I don't think. I can always see people that are one going to take advantage of me. So so okay. Mm. So so I love that you you brought that up because it's it literally is my childhood. So like, my mom is she gives her trust away. Like, she's the most honest person, the most vulnerable mm-hmm. person. And my dad was like, trust nobody. Mm-hmm. Trust, like, literally. Mm-hmm. Like, do not. I remember one time my dad said to me, and this is powerful. He said, I know I always tell you you can trust your family, but sometimes your family is the first person mm-hmm. to take advantage of you. So you shouldn't even trust them. That's what he said. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. You know, but um, so it's like total opposites. Now, when it comes to that, I, I was blessed to get both yeah. because I can, I can, I, I can be myself and give it away. But the moment that you do something or are showing me that you're about to do something, my dad comes in and I just lock mm-hmm. it down. Mm-hmm. And then you don't even get to see this person. Right. You get a whole different person and that person's kind of shallow and that person's kind of like uh, very superficial mm-hmm. and very just like blah. Right. Yeah. And I don't like that person, but that's like this half of me, yeah. right? Yeah. It's the half that I don't like uh, this calm demeanor. It's taken me years to get to this state, but I have one of the worst tempers I know of, yeah. right? And I can lose my shit, right? <laughs> I, I can. I literally can. Yeah. So it's it's taken me time to develop that. And then, and then there's got to be intentionality behind it. But I 100% agree with what you just said. About like, there's a lot of people that want to take advantage of that and will hurt you 
once you come into that space mm-hmm. with your walls down mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate mm-hmm. it's unfortunate mm-hmm. but it but it but it is what it is right? It, right it does happen like that and then and then when that does happen you're where you're at like you feel super hurt mm-hmm. right and so um you're right there there are i have a i have a brother who the wall is this t- this high all the time but if you're lucky enough to get it to like right here, you're getting a great person, yeah. right? And he's never going to have it all the way down. That's just the truth of it. And I think, and I think that's the case for a lot of people. And I think, sure. that, yeah, we talked yeah. about uh, men and masculinity and opening yep. up and being vulnerable. Uh, but it's amazing. Go, sorry, but, but it's amazing. We I told you about like these trips I go on with my brother to these stadiums. The conversations me and my brother have when we're alone mm. are unbelievable. Mm. Like they're unreal. Mm. Like there's, I leave, yeah. Like people are like, oh wow, that stadium. How good was that? And I leave with all of that. But hearing where my brother is in life, where I am in life, and how we communicate. Because at the end of the day, like anybody who's watching this, if if you've got a brother, you know that's different. You you know that's different. Like, when you're little, you guys fight. But if somebody's picking on you, he's the first one running mm-hmm. over there, right? Like, if they're, and I've often said that, like, uh, they say, like, if you could take anybody in a survival situation, so I'm taking my brothers with me because they're going to they're gonna mm. do whatever it takes, right? right? Make sure I'm good. And so, you know, even though he is very different than me, and he's very loud, and he's very, <laughs> very, very much like my dad, very... Right very like masculine and things like that yeah. when me and him get together it's not like that yeah it's not mm-hmm. even close to that mm-hmm. so well what little tidbit of wisdom i think one of your questions sometimes is what would you tell your y- younger self um what would you and mm. you could probably answer this outright what have you told yeah. um shared with with youth to um that you would consider sort of a, a tool or practice or wise words to live by philosophy oh, sure. so so i had a i had a conversation with alex once young alex and uh it's different <laughs> there's a lot of things i told him um but the biggest thing is like like don't be afraid to be who you are like like it's okay to like don't worry about what other people think like you don't have to put on this persona like you don't have to um if you're feeling something you should say it right you don't have to hold it in um you don't have to lash out to get the attention that you're craving Mm. um when i was younger i did a lot of that right like yeah it's a big kid and you know you know, people think like big kids are supposed to fight, right? But like, and so I did, you know, and like, I hate fighting, you know, like, why, why did I do that? You know, I wish I could go back and tell that kid not to be like that, to be kind, you know, to, to not be a, to not be a, a bystander when you're watching. Mm. I, I remember mm. I had friends that would bully kids. Me too. I'll own that. Like that would be bullies and say mean things and do mean things. And, and I wish I could change all of that. Like, why, why not? Because, you know, the sad thing, Eden, is in the moment, I knew it was wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's so hard to, it's so hard to, like, challenge the group. You know, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, and so, like, I would love to, I would love to tell that, that kid, like, stand up for those who can't stand up for themselves. 
right? And that's 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 kind of how I live my life now. Is you know it's a whole advocating for for people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but it doesn't come easy when you're young. It yeah. doesn't it doesn't come easy, um, and it takes a a tremendous amount of support. And, and again, like I had a fantastic family. I hope I hope whoever watches this doesn't like, wow, that guy's dad was a jerk because he was not. He was fantastic, mm-hmm. um, and you know with my own family like i know i know we've done it right and that's that's powerful mm-hmm. that to be able to say that mm-hmm. like i know we've done it right yeah. i know we have like and and at the end of the day like that's the knowledge right is like when you have when you have the opportunity to affect somebody and we do every day even the person at the grocery store is it better are they better for crossing your path that day mm-hmm. Can you can you make it like or are they not? And the truth of the matter is, sometimes this person isn't present, and the path what that crosses the other person is like, man, that guy is. Mm-hmm. You know, the other day, the other day, my son said to me, I was in traffic and I lost it. We were, well, we were out east, and yeah, if you ever drove through that stuff, man, it's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> crazy. Yeah. But but like, uh, so they cut you off, like, and this guy cut me off, and I I like I said some things that I shouldn't have said. And I'm like, but it comes from like, if you would have hit me, my wife's next to me, my son's in the back. Like mm-hmm. I get super pissed off about that, yeah. right? But and then my my son was like, he said something that was really powerful. He said, Well, but you don't know why he was in a rush, Dad. Mm-hmm. Maybe something bad happened. It's like, well, there's that innocent way of looking at it. I think he was yeah. just being a jerk. But, <laughs> but yeah. you know, but it, it, there was, the, but yeah. maybe there was, right? Yeah. There's yeah. that perspective, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and so, yeah. like, yeah. It is good to have that perspective, but it is sometimes easier to to justify sure. your anger to, sure. to be like, <laughs> no, sure. no, they're just bad. That's how they're they drive. That's how they drive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so, so much. Is there anything else? No, I, I really appreciate, you know, getting together with you. I always love yeah. meeting good people. And yeah. um, certainly, you know, you sit across from me, and, and so I know you're a fantastic person uh, because he, he's a fantastic person. So. I try. Yeah. So um, Sometimes. <laughs> yeah, absolutely enjoyed it. Thanks for the insight and the wisdom well, yeah. share, Alex. Yeah, thanks oh, for having You're me. a special person. Uh, so are you, yeah. and, and likewise to you as well. Yeah, thank I appreciate you. that. Appreciate you. Yep. Yeah.